And we're back. I'm your podcast host, George, and you're listening to Live Well Today. We're talking about dismissiveness. So, you know, again, it won't allow you to be or to show any consideration for others (laughs) being dismissive. The objective to, 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 to finding dismissiveness is showing indifference, Disregard suggesting that something isn't worth your attention or, 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 or consideration. When you discard someone like this, this the idea, the idea, and it isn't, you know, you know, you, you you're not even willing to listen to them. And in relationship, this is this kind of toxic behavior is happening. It suggests that you're not even what what your partner is ex- expressing from their heart. It's not even it's not even worth your attention. That's why you have the smirks in the suggestive in the body suggestive um, 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 responses. That's and, and, and we're living in a society that that is the norm. It is wrong to do that. And this this spans a, a, this goes across all cultures. At some degree that you can't you can't you can't disregard how your partner is feeling. Not not, you know, that invalidation that hurts people deeply. When you you know, when you trying to express how you feel and your partner, you know, is, 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 is being dismissive, you don't even have their undivided attention. I mean, here it is. You having a conversation, and I and I'm and I'm doing as particularly if it's something that's emotional and it's something that 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 you know that's dear to your heart. That, and I believe this is the glue to any healthy, vibrant relationship. When you're interacting, when you're talking, show your partner by body gesture. Turn turn completely towards them. Look look face to face. Look into their eyes. And then if you in close proximity, you know, especially when they're, they're feeling something, they're going through something. It's you. You should want to hold their hand. You should want to rub rub his shoulder. You should want to hold her by both her hands and let her know that I know you're going through this, but I'm here with you. Those are the tools that causes you to 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 bind and, 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 and you know, you know, connect deeper. But I get, I believe, and I and I, and I, and, I, and I keep, you know, re- reiterating this, and I keep, it seems as I keep repeating this. But a lot of time, when those kind of behaviors are are, are, are shunned or, or 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 not suggestive in your relationship, that means those issues that you or your partner, it, that is an indication that you're still immature in those areas, or you're still hurting. From something that happened and then you you made a promise that you're never going to allow yourself to get that way or to feel that way with anyone else ever again. So in uh, again, taking courage and being brave enough to get into a long term relationship again because you got hurt before in the same sort of thing in passing, whether you were married or you was in a committed relationship before you get to this point of being being courageous enough to get into a marriage again, you got to you got to you got to denounce those words that you said in the past because they're still living inside you and I. So you got to denounce it. OK, 
okay, I, 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 you know, I, th- that relationship I had, 28 years, it ended. But if I, but if I keep feeding from the trough of that stuff from the past, in other words, I'm gonna bring that in my new current situation. And if, so, if and if I look closely, and if I think about a lot of things, I would never be in a position to want to get married again. I would never want to do it based on the 28 years that I had with the with, with the with the previous um, relationship that I just got out of. I wouldn't. I would just probably just date around and 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 see you know see multiple women. I don't. That's just not who I who I am personally. I believe in the idea of marriage and being with one person, being committed with them. And I believe that 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 one person can can satisfy my needs. But it's, it's a matter of serving one another. And there's times that, you know, you can you can connect with someone and you serving them and some people just not willing to serve you to that capacity. And that is an indication that you're with the wrong person. That doesn't mean you, you don't love them. That doesn't mean that, you know, you know, they're not lovable. And, and, and that doesn't mean that, you know, that means that they're not willing to serve you to that capacity. Maybe it, maybe it might be through fear or, or again, you know, immaturity. See, the seriousness about, you know, um, being with one person and, 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 and really Digging in and, and, and taking the time to really connect to a person so you know them on a deep level, not on a surface, surfacey kind of relationship. And unfortunately, a lot of marriages are still surfacy. They haven't even gotten to the deeper depths of, of, of connecting. Because what happens is when you take that risk of deep, deeply connecting with somebody, there's a risk that you can be hurt. Again, but love makes you vulnerable. When you love, you have to go beyond that to try it again. It's almost like a a moment of insanity. Yes, you're crazy to try it again because you have belief in it. You have enough belief in it. You're crazy enough to believe that it can work with the right person. If you're serving and you got a person that's serving that's willing to serve you because that's what relationship is pretty much really total with with the sum total of a of a relationship and of a marriage it's servitude you serving one another if you don't want to serve the other person and and, and, you know or you don't want to serve them wholeheartedly don't waste that person's time because you're going to end up divorced anyway you're going to end up break you know it's going to end anyway it's gonna end anyway, cause you ain't you ain't a full you ain't at the full capacity level of wanting to serve or serving. So you gonna be dismissive, cause that is a that is a defense mechanism, that is an indication that you still have not dealt with or you still are not mature in those areas where you need to be. Now, how do you deal with a dismissive partner, whether they mean to be dismissive or not? Remember to stay calm and follow a few steps. I'm going to give you a few steps on when you're dealing with a dismissive partner, because I believe a lot of us are in marriages and in committed relationships that's heading towards marriage. You're dealing with a, a, a dismissive person. 
and a person that always they're into either they dismiss it or they avoid the avoidance. They want to avoid certain things because most of the time the issue has to do with them, and it's not you; it's them. But they want to make they want to they want to deflect. They want to mirror. They want to make it seem like it's you, but in actuality, it is them. And there is room for growth, and there is room for improvement in your relationship. But you just got to be willing to accept and know that, that you know that that's how you are behaving and functioning. And then you try to you know you begin to take the the healthy steps in the courses that you that requires you to be better. So here's a few steps. Always, you know, get get their attention. And you got to keep cool because what happens is when you're dealing with a dismissive person, they're always going to be on the defense. They're always going to be in defense mode and they're always going to want to try to immediately gaslight you to shut you down so you won't get into the, the depth of, of, of the issue because most of the time it's them. Most of the time, it's, it's, it's a place of insecurity for them. It's a, it's a place of immaturity for them. So they don't want you to see that they're immature. And I find that interesting. Even in love relationships, sometimes you don't want to show that you have an immature, you, there's an immaturity in a certain area of the relationship, and you think it makes you weak. And in fact, it makes you stronger that you are able to show your partner that you're weak in that area, that you're willing to get stronger in it. You're willing to do the work that you need to, to do so you can be stronger. But society tells you to hide these things. So then those, those personal defects, those personality defects, when you start hiding stuff, they start popping up as time goes on. They start being, start be, becoming very revealing. And then it's almost like you, you, you with a stranger. Because they're not, they, they they have not revealed these things to you, and 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 this, the dismissive um, communication causes these things to happen. And see, the thing is, when you're dealing with a partner that's dismissive, you got to remember, you just got to stay calm and follow the few steps in order to get their attention. And you got to keep cool. Remember, don't press hard. Your voice. Needs to stay hurt. You need to stay heard, but not, you know, combative. You can't do that because what dismissive people are ready to fight. Most dismissive, most dismissive people, when you're having a conversation, they're really, they, they, they really, they ready to fight. They would rather, they, they would prefer to fight than to resolve the problem. And most, in most cases, the issue lies within them. But because it makes them look weak. And they think weakness is, 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 you know, weakness is, is you know, is in, unacceptable for them. And they're losing again. Uh, again, in relationships, you, when you when you involve with someone that's dismissive, they'd rather be right. And, and they'll go at any they'll, they'll they'll go to any extreme just to be right. Even if it doesn't, you know, even if it's destroying the relationship, they would rather be right. Than to be 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 in a loving environment, they just rather be right. And I, I I must say that being right all the time isn't the answer, especially when it's two parties. You could be right by yourself, 
But at, you know, at what cost, you know, the costing that you're sacrificing your relationship just to be right. And see, again, most, most people that are, are dismissive, they're ready to fight. They're always on the defense. They always approach, they, they're going to they're gonna be defensive. And what, what triggers them is if you start raising your voice and you start, you know, even if, you, even if you're right in the, in the conversation and become passionate and be right, that fuels them to fight. That fuels them not to really take responsibility for their actions. So in other words, it just, it just empowers that behavior that they're doing, being dismissive. So don't, 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 don't raise your voice with them. Don't, don't fall into that, that, that pattern of, 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 of losing your cool. Because you feel that, you know, even though you be, you're right, but with a dismissive individual, they always on the defense mode. They're ready to fight. You, you got to defuse that. You got to defuse that behavior and let it know that is unacceptable behavior. I don't accept you to do that to me because I don't speak to you that way. I don't I don't I don't interact with you that way. So you don't even have to even come that way with me again. That is baggage from past events. That's baggage from past issues, relationships that you have not fixed, that you have not forgotten. You have not let it go. So that is your approach. Most dismissive people, that's where they come from because they made a mantra. They, they made a declaration. I'm never letting nobody do that to me again. I'm never going to do that. And see, you got to when you come and when you make the decision, encourage to to embark upon a committed marriage again. For those of you, my listeners that may have been married before and, 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 and gotten divorced, you got to you got to divorce that, 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 those mantras that you made while you were in pain, because you're going to bring that same pain and that same frustration in your current situation. And more than likely, the end results, if you don't change that, you're going to be divorced again. You're going to break up again. You're going to be in a drama filled marriage again. And then you and most people that are dismissive, they want to be victims. So they want to they want to get people on their side and, and say, oh, poor him or poor her and not really take responsibility of what they're doing. And not taking accountability of what they're doing and how they're behaving. So we can't you know, when you're dealing with a dismissive person partner, you just got to be mindful. You got to be mindful. You know, and you know, you want to be heard, but don't press hard because that's just going to cause, um, you know, a, a, a fracture in the relationship that's going to cause a breach. It always does. And the dismissive avoidance, you know, people who suffer with dismissive avoidance attachment styles. It's the style of, of communicating. And see, I believe that each, cu- each, each couple, you got to learn and discover the style of communicating that you both have. You got to know the type of communication skills you have, and you got to know the, the, the type of communication skills that your partner have. And then you got to start working it out and being knowing when, how to communicate without, you know, assassinating somebody's character. You know, you know, and see, and that, that's prevalent to a person that's very dismissive and that's self-centered. They'll just, they'll, you know, they'll, you know, they'll make fun of you while you're, while you're 
in a in, in a conversation with him, which is not good. It depends on the it, it, it depends on the severity of the conversation or or what's being talked about. Things are matters of the heart. You can't make fun of your partner if they're if they're expressing themselves and you don't get it. That's being dismissive. You you know you're kind of saying that what they what they feeling how they feeling don't even deserve your time. Which means you probably you're not in a good place to even be you know in a relationship if you dealing with dealing with your partner in that capacity anyway. Because quite, I'm quite sure most dismissive people do not like being dismissed. That's why they, it's almost like I'm going to be the one that do it before they get me. See, when you're in a relationship and, and, and doing those kind of things, your relationship is, 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 is in a process. It's failed. It's, gonna do, it's doomed to fail. That's what I want to say. It's doomed to fail if you say I'm going to get her before she gets me. If you have that mentality about your relationship, about your marriage, it's doomed to fail. I'm going to get him before he get me because I'm not letting that happen to me ever again. I'm going to get her before she gets me because my last ex did that to me. You, If you go, if you in it for that, you're doomed to fail. It's going to fail. So you gotta dis- you gotta denounce that behavior. You gotta denounce that mantra because it's in your subconscious, it's in your mind, and it's almost like you is lurking around waiting to see if your partner's gonna do something that you don't like, and then you're gonna attach that to that mantra that you made to justify your your, your bad behavior, to justify for not being loving. Because I believe you could be in loving and kind every single day. But you got to choose to do it. You could be loving and kind in, in your situation, even when things are not going too well. That will be the outcome of your relationship if you hit a rough, rough patch. To decide to be loving and kind every day. See, being nice, you can be nice and you can be nice and stop it. Kindness is, is, is a behavior. Being nice is an act. You can act nice to somebody and really don't mean it. Have you ever, have you ever somebody seem like they're acting nice, but as soon as you walk away, they, you know, they saying all kinds of other stuff because that's an act. You can act nice, but really don't mean it. Kindness is a behavior. Kindness is continual. Kindness is ongoing. He's always kind. She's always kind. That's an indication that you with somebody, if they act nice one minute and they act not so nice, that means that's what you got. And again, the objectivity in a relationship, you're serving one another. It's servitude towards one another. Not one person serving and the other one's always receiving. It's servitude on both ends. That's why the masculinity and the femininity components, if you combine them together and everyone stay in their rightful place, as, 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 as people say, stay in your lane, it's great possibilities. But then if you start acting, acting masculine, the woman and the man being feminized, you're going to have a problem. It's, it's out of order. It's chaos. It's always going to be chaos. So that typical attachment style, you know, wants less closeness. 
When you have a dismissive avoidance, they don't want closeness because when the closer you get to your mate, the more revealing of themselves. And I believe a lot of times when you have a mate that don't want to be close, they have some insecurities and some immaturities about themselves. They don't want to reveal to you because they think if they reveal it, they think you're going to think less of them. They think you're going to not love them. But you should give your partner the opportunity to discover who you really are. That's when for better or worse comes in. That's when, you know, that that aspect of the vows or the commitment that you made to your partner. But you have to be willing to open yourself up so they can connect to you. Because I believe deep down inside, we all both we all know the weak the weaknesses that we have that we don't like about ourselves. So we wrestle with that stuff constantly instead of taking that energy and becoming better. And it's, it's, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing that you can be transparent with one person and they know who you are, but they don't, you know, they still love you unconditionally, unconditionally anyway, as you're working to become better in that area. What I mean is it's okay to have, you know, imperfections and there's certain, it's okay to have weaknesses, but don't just stay weak. Because that's that'll be an excuse. Oh, she know how I am. Uh, uh, you know, I have this, you know, I, you know, I'm weak in this area. She understand me. No, she should understand you. But she's also expecting you to work on it so you can become stronger. And so you can become mature in that area, which will make you better, which will make you a better servant to her servitude. Just the same thing with her. You with, with with she. If I if I discover something, you know, you're not mature in that area, and you and, and you know, you know, you you're insecure because you don't know, you know, you don't you you quite don't have, you know, a, a formula how to perform this thing. That I'm gonna look at you less. No, it. You know, I should see the transparency and see that see that you are making the effort to be stronger and better in that. Because it's not going to change if you don't, which means you're doomed to fail. You're doomed to fail. And see, in today's society, it's saying these things like people, oh, they just got to accept you the way you are. No, they don't. Nobody got to accept some of the craziness. They don't have to. That is a choice. Hoping that you are, you 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 show me that side of that that weakness and that immaturity that you want you're willing to do the work to be strong and to get past that and it's nothing more liberating and celebratory if I have a weakness and I'm with my with my, my my partner and she sees me getting stronger and I no longer that's no longer a crutch for me I've, I've surpassed that that will make her love me and serve me more seeing that. Oh, he has the ability to work through his problems. Oh, she has the ability to work through that stuff and not stay the same. I got news for you that, that, that that's getting ready to embark in marriage and matrimony and all this other kind of stuff. You just can't stay the same. If you think you're going to I'm this is how I am. He got to accept me. This is how I am. She got to accept me. I got news for you. If you have no room for evolving, you're going you're gonna to be doomed to fail. And quite frankly, life is just too short for you to decide or shut down based on some past events. 
That's why I know within my heart, I had to, I had to, I had to come to a place where that I, I said, I said, man, I had a, I had a failed relationship, but because I love the idea of, of oneness with a person, I cannot take, I can't take those experiences, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and bring them along. And particularly, especially if my partner is not doing any of those things, I'm going to fail. It's going it, to be it's going to fail. It's not going to work. So I have to become vulnerable. I have to open myself up. I have to be courageous enough to say, hey, I'm willing to do it again or I should take myself off the market until I'm ready. Unfortunately, a lot of people aren't ready and they're not mature enough to take themselves out of the equation. Yes, will it hurt? Of course, but you'll hurt even more so because you're not totally ready. You're not totally ready to really serve one another. I'm telling you, when it comes to marriage and, you know, people want to say, they want to try to rephrase it, name it different things. It's still marriage. I have my partnership with this person for 10 years because you don't have the certificate and all that stuff. It still requires you still serving. It's servitude towards one another. But that kind of servitude, you can stop serving. See when, when the, the, see the the when you got to get the certificate and, and and you know when it's when it's legitimate, you know, you can't stop serving. And I think a lot of us we want to you know we want to kind of you will kind of edit things to you know our our own perceptions because based on what we went through. So I figure, okay, I do this with her and you know, you know, I ain't gotta get her ring. I ain't gotta I ain't gotta I ain't gotta get no paper, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, you you only serving up to a point. Because at some point you can it, it's it's easier to walk away when you don't have the legality. And I feel sorry for a lot of a lot of people, a lot of women Particularly, you giving yourself all into this guy and he ain't never going to give you the legality. The legality comes with all that stuff. So we come up with these crazy terms, wifey. What the heck is that? Wifey and all these kind of we come up with all this stuff because we want to get the benefits of a wife, but we don't want to really make her our wife. We, we want to get the benefits, and now today even women are doing this. Women, well, you want the benefits of this guy, his security and him covering you and protecting you, but you don't want you because you want to jump around and experience different other men. Like, that's going to make you better. I got news for you. The average man don't want to have the idea that you've been with 12 guys. I'm telling you right now. Any man that says that, oh, I like you for your experience, you know, you experience. No, they don't like that. So you can sleep with 50 men if you want to, and you're going to be right by yourself. But you calling that empowerment. We got to we got to we got to define what real true empowerment is for women and men today. Some of this stuff is ridiculous. It it empowers me. I can sleep with 75 guys because that's empowering. No, that's not. That's just you. You a little trick. That's all that is. And you have a lot of immaturities. And a lot of insecurities that won't allow you to be with one person because it's based on some one guy that probably hurt you that you have not addressed that issue. That's why you're doing that.
And a lot of, in today's society, a lot of women want to do it. We want to call it feminine, you know, feminine power and all this stuff. And a lot of this stuff is not even logical. And a lot of, and, and, and truth be told, by the by by your biological framework, you're not even built to do that stuff. But you can go do that for all you want. If you want to, you'll be worn out and used. And, and, and will be no good to anyone. Much less yourself, but then you won't walk around with, with this like it's a badge of honor. That's another way of being dismissive too. So dismissive avoidance, you know, it, you avoid, you avoid, you know, or you preoccupy yourself or you're fearful of attachment. You seek closeness with other, you know, what it does is you, you'll seek closeness with other partners and, and other, with other things as opposed to your partner, which is um, troubling. That's what's going, that's what's running rampant today in, in, in society today. People are in relationships, but they dissatisfied. But and the only reason why you dissatisfied because you decided not to put in the effort in your situation that you're in in front of you, especially if it's repairable. Or if you if you but if you have the unforgiving nature, you probably should move on. You should probably move on. But remember, if you have the unforgiving nature, remember, you're going to reap what you sow. You can call it karma. You can call it whatever it is, whatever you put out. You got to remember that. So you use all that energy and you, you know, you, you know, that sometimes you seek less closeness. You seek less closeness. And, 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 and so that's a that's a way that reinforces that dismissive behavior when you don't like being close. You don't want to be close to nobody. You know, again, so why be in a relationship? Obviously, that's something that you want to do. So that means you got to denounce. You got to turn away. All denounce means is turn away from some of those mantras that you made while you were in pain, while you were suffering, or while you were in a bad relationship, while you was in a bad coupling with the person that you got out of. And now that you decided to be brave and recognize that this is something that you need. And see, we need to stop getting out of this. We need to get out of this thing. I don't need a man. I don't need a woman. Yes, you do. We all do. We need to get out of that. Stop saying these things because these things bring life. These things fortify your direction on the life's journey that you're going to, that you're on because these things that you are saying. It's okay to say these things when you have someone that's willing to do, that's working with you. And, and is willing to do the work. Another thing with, with dismissiveness is the, the emotional invalidation. Is when a person's thoughts and feelings are rejected, ignored, judged, invalidated. Is an emotional upsetting thing. It's unsettling when someone, you know, doesn't, when your partner doesn't emotionally validate you. That's needed in the relationship. You gotta you gotta validate your partner's emotions. That is just saying that you understand when they feel pain and when they're hurt, that you're with them, that you're sensitive to how they feel. 
but this invalidation, it disrupts relationship and it creates emotional distance. So that, that's an indication as well. If you have a person that's emotionally distant, they're always emotionally distant. They don't want to get close to you. And it's, it's an unfortunate thing. You have married couples that have been married for years. They, 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 they have this emotional distance because something that took place early on in the marriage, somebody's hurt. And they never, they never reconciled it. They never fixed it. So now you have this emotional distancing in the relationship. So you're never going to be close. So when what that does, that opens the door for infidelity. That opens the door. You, 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 you preparing yourself. When you have emotional distancing, you preparing yourself for, for, for infidelity. And if most couples will pay attention, you can see when your mate is about to go out there and do something. You can see when she's getting ready to do something. You can see when he's doing something. His behavior patterns will change. The way he dressed will change. The way he start carrying himself. She'll start getting dressed up. She'll start going, doing better. She'll start doing, hang out with the girls and all this other kind of cover, cover stories. When you're being dismissive. When you and when, once you get dismissive in your relationship, it's embedded in your relationship. You're gonna be have you're gonna have the emotional distance, distancing. It's gonna always be there. Your partner's gonna be distant from you. They're not gonna They're not gonna invalidate your emotions. Once that starts happening, believe me, your mate is, is probably cheating on you, or being, or about, or pre, or preparing to cheat, or to, or, or I don't. The infidelity. Somebody's already lined up. They already lined up. That's on both ends. So it, it has to be a level of responsibility and a level of fairness in your relationship. It has to be. And unfortunately, today, it's a lot of unfairness. It's a lot of myths. And it's, there's a lot of, 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 of pre, predispositions of relationships and how they should be. And I believe if we work with a fair, equal, fair system in relationships, a lot of these things would not be taking place. Particularly with the um, with um, um, dismissiveness and, and, and the emotional invalidation. Do dismissiveness and avoidance feel love Superficially, people that people that that are dismissive, and they they do this 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 emotional invalidation to their partner. They're very superficial people. This the superficiality of that is you know the, the, the dismissiveness, as opposed to fulfilling that avoidance they think very highly of themselves and they likely to pin the blame for the relationship problems on their partner when they're dismissive they'll be like oh it's you because you do this you that they being dismissive you're not even honoring the, the you're not even honoring the emotional aspect that your partner is 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 trying to you know to 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 share with you you pretty, you pretty much blaming them. This dismissive avoidance. So you have to be careful. They'll pin the blame on you. 
the troubles of the relationship. The partner is not taking any responsibility in any way of what they're doing. Well, what's going wrong in the courtship, especially to the extreme from, uh, you know, it's almost when you have a person that's doing that, they're borderline narcissists. Narcissists never take responsibility for anything. They always they, they always say, oh, this is how you know you're dealing with a narcissist. A narcissist always wants credit. A narcissist never takes responsibility. A narcissist always blame everybody else except themselves. And the narcissist always thinks highly, more highly of themselves than they really are. That's what a narcissist does. I'm going to say that again. A narcissist never takes responsibility. A narcissist always blames the troubles and everything on everyone else but themselves. And a narcissist always thinks highly of themselves. And when it comes to the terms in a relationship, if you're dealing with a narcissistic person that have the narcissistic tendencies, they'll always blame you for stuff that went wrong in a relationship. They'll always see something wrong in what you're doing. They'll never take responsibility. And if they do, it's always with some contingency. It's always with, I'll take responsibility, but it was because of what you did. It's always like that. That's when you're dealing with a narcissist. It's, they'll take responsibility, but it always is always predicated on something that you did to cause them to behave the way they did. As if you had a shotgun to their head to make them do that or to make them to be dismissive. That how you feel, they're not even giving you giving it a worth. It's not even worth their time, which is very damaging and hurtful to the esteem when you're in a relationship with someone that you committed to, to the world to your family, and here it is, this person is not even giving your, 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 your feelings, your experience, whatever you're experiencing, the time of day, because it's not important to them, someone that's dismissive. And in and, and most cases, they, you know, they have something to contribute to why you are feeling the way that you're feeling, but they're not going to take responsibility. That's how you know you're dealing with a narcissist. A narcissistic borderline personality disorder. That's how you know. That's why there's this thing of low self-esteem. When you give your esteem to someone else, see yourself, when you have, first of all, you have your own self-esteem that you take care of. But when you when you give your esteem to the one that you love, they have the ability to shift it. So they only can function, you know, these people only can function in toxic, toxic ways with this personality, with this personality disorder, which is which is a mental condition. Or they just could be mean spirited, self-centered, manipulative, egotistical, selfish or or calculating person. See, this is another thing with with dismissiveness. Dismissiveness, it is a it is a mental health issue. It's a mental health condition. It depends on the severity of it. But then you just have some people that are just mean spirited, self centered, manipulative, egotistical, selfish, and calculating people. And some of us are in love with people that's like this. Some of us are married to people that's like this. And then that's when the work comes in. Being able to be transparent, knowing if you have some of these defects, 
that we begin to work on them and you take responsibility. You take full responsibility of how you are behaving and how you are functioning in your relationship so you won't be dismissive. Now, here's some things before I before I end this today's conversation, how not to be dismissive. You can do it. You got to decide. First of all, you got to stop being self-centered. Remember, even again, when this this dismissiveness is a mental health condition that a lot of people are suffering with. That's probably why they have so uh, have have so much difficulty connecting with people. And I'm just I'm just talking about the, the, the issue when it comes to a relationship and being married. You have some that have this condition. And then you just have some of them that just just plain mean. You got to stop being mean. You got to stop being self-centered. You got to stop being so easy, egotistical. Just thinking about your own ego, how it makes you look. Which is which which is the thing that can devastate a, a, a union. You only concerned about how you look. And it's supposed to be how we look. You only you only concern how how your your peers see you, not us. That's a, that's a sign of immaturity. That's a sign of insecurity. And I've been through that. I've been through that kind of um, I've been in a, a relationship like that. It's not a good feeling. That or, 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 or only time the person only thinks about their well-being, how it how the outcome looks for them, how they look to their peers. You putting that much emphasis on your peers, your peers ain't even thinking about you. But that's the narcissistic side of you that think that every that everything is revolving around you. Like everything is revolving around you. So that's why. So everything's revolving around you. So you have that egotistical mentality that, you know. So I'm going to be dismissive and I'm not going to, you know, you know. So that so that's that's a sad commentary. But however, you can you could begin to stop being that way. First of all, it requires you got to take responsibility for your actions and your participation in a relationship. You got to be accountable and then you got to open yourself up. Knowing that it's okay because you chose love. And love covers the multitude of all these things, these imperfections. Love allows you to serve one another. Love allows you to be open and and, and be vulnerable to one another. Love allows you to do that. Love will, I mean, again, I I can't reiterate it. It allows you to be you know, it allows you to, to, to serve your partner and your partner serve you and, you, you know, take time out to serve others outside of yourself. And then you come back. It'll reinforce your servitude towards your partner. And you won't you will you will off. You will definitely reconsider how, you know, you hear your partner. And how your partner hears you. That That's the whole effect of it. So you won't, you know, have add this destructive behavior that you had perhaps maybe in your past, this will give you an opportunity not to do that again. Cause it, I must say this and I'm going to be, I'm going to be done for today, you know, to try to expect something different and you still doing the same behaviors, 
you're not going to get something different. You're going to get the same thing. So I say this when in this new this new venture, this new this new opportunity that you have in your new relationship, forging you trying to forge something that's going to be solid and something that's going to be healthy. You cannot do the same thing you did when your last relationship. You cannot do it. If you do it, you are doomed to fail. It's just a matter of time. So that means we got to change some of our actions. We got to change some of the things that we've done and how we see things and not get to the place where we're being dismissive with our partners and not giving them an opportunity, not giving, not, not even considering how they feel and what, what, how is this is affecting them, which ultimately will affect you. Unless you in this relationship said, what, whatever he goes through, that's his business. And whatever I go through, that's our business. That's not, the, that, that's not fair. By any means, whoever's doing it in the relationship. So let's come away from dismissiveness and condescending. Again, you can't take the high road and be, act, be condescending about it. There's no, there's no, there's no, um, there's no truthfulness, there's no sincerity in that kind of behavior. And, and canceling people out and dismissing people. That's all dismissive is, is, is you canceling people out. That's this culture today. They cancel people out. Because in most cases, the folks that are canceling people out, they're the one with the immaturities and the insecurities that need to be fixed. It's just another way of an egotistical um, behavior to reinforce bad behavior in relationships, bad relationships in society, bad relationships in the world. So I say to you again, thank you for listening and, and, and just be good to yourselves and, and, and do the work. Do the work because you have one life. You have one opportunity and make the best of it. One thing, one thing I love about life and opportunity, it doesn't matter how old you are, if you, if you rediscover some things that perhaps in your past that you, 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 you didn't do too well in, you have an opportunity at your own pace, you have an opportunity to make things better. And you can live well today. Live well today. Again, I'm your podcast host, George. Thank you for tuning in. And also, if you have any questions, comments, or any conversational ideas, please email me at gmw0851 at gmail. And in parentheses, live well today. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Until the next time, thanks for listening. Be well. And we're back. I'm your podcast host, George, and you're listening to Live Well Today. We're talking about dismissiveness. So, you know, again, it won't allow you to be or to show any consideration for others <laughs> being dismissive. The objective to, 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 to finding dismissiveness is showing indifference, disregard, suggesting that something isn't worth your attention. Or, 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 or consideration. When you discard someone like this, this the idea, the idea, and it isn't you know you know you you're not even willing to listen to them. 
And in relationship, this is this kind of toxic behavior is happening. It suggests that you're not even what what your partner is ex- expressing from their heart. It's not even it's not even worth your attention. That's why you have the smirks in the suggestive in the body suggestive um, 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 responses. That's and, and, and we're living in a society that that is the norm. It is wrong to do that. And this this spans a, a, this goes across all cultures at some degree that you can't you can't you can't disregard how your partner is feeling. Not not, you know, th- that invalidation that hurts people deeply. When you you know, when you trying to express how you feel and your partner, you know, is, 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 is being dismissive, you don't even have their undivided attention. I mean, here it is. You having a conversation and I and I'm and I'm doing is particularly if it's something that's emotional and it's something that that, that you know, that's dear to your heart. That, and I believe this is the glue to any healthy, vibrant relationship. When you're interacting, when you're talking, show your partner by body gesture, turn, turn completely towards them. Look, look face to face, look into their eyes. And then if you in close proximity, you know, especially when they're, they're feeling something, they're going through something. It's you. You should want to hold their hand. You should want to rub rub his shoulder. You should want to hold her by both her hands and let her know that I know you're going through this, but I'm here with you. Those are the tools that causes you to 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 bind and, 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 and you know, you know, connect deeper. But I get I believe and I and I and I and I, and I keep, you know, re, reiterating this and I keep it seems as I keep repeating this. But a lot of time when those kind of behaviors are, 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 are shunned or, 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 or not suggestive in your relationship, that means those issues that you or your partner, it, that is an indication that you're still immature in those areas or you're still hurting from something that happened and then you you made a promise that you're never going to allow yourself to get that way or to feel that way with anyone else ever again. So in uh, again, taking courage and being brave enough to get into a long-term relationship again because you got hurt before in the same sort of thing in passing whether you were married or you was in a committed relationship before you get to this point of being being courageous enough to get into a marriage again you got to you got to you got to denounce those words that you said in the past because they're still living inside you and I so you got to denounce it okay okay i i, I you know I, th- that relationship i had 28 years it ended but if i but if i keep feeding from the trough of that stuff from the past in other words I'm going to bring that in my new current situation. And if, so, if and if I look closely and if I think about a lot of things, I would never be in a position to want to get married again. I would never want to do it based on the 28 years that I had with the with, with the with the previous um, relationship that I just got out of. I wouldn't I would just probably just date around. And, 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 and see, you know, see multiple women. I don't, that's just not who I, who I am personally. I believe in the idea of marriage and being with one person, being committed with them. And I believe that 
that that one person can can satisfy my needs, but it's it's a matter of serving one another. And there's times that you know you can you can connect with someone and you're serving them, and some people just not willing to serve you to that capacity, and that is an indication that you're with the wrong person. That doesn't mean you you don't love them. That doesn't mean that you know you know they're not lovable, and and, and that doesn't mean that you know. That means that they're not willing to serve you to that capacity. Maybe it, maybe it might be through fear or, or again, you know, immaturity. See, the seriousness about, you know, um, being with one person and, 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 and really digging in and, and, and taking the time to really connect to a person so you know them on a deep level, not on a surface, surfacey kind of relationship. And unfortunately, a lot of marriages are still surfacy. They haven't even gotten to the deeper depths of, of, of connecting. Because what happens is when you take that risk of deep, deeply connecting with somebody, there's a risk that you can be hurt. Again, but love makes you vulnerable. When you love, you have to go beyond that to try it again. It's almost like a, a moment of insanity. Yes, you're crazy to try it again because you have belief in it. You have enough belief in it. You're crazy enough to believe that it can work with the right person. If you serving and you got a person that's serving, that's willing to serve you because that's what relationship is pretty much really total what, with the sum total of a, of a relationship and of a marriage It's servitude. You serving one another. If you don't want to serve the other person, and, and, and you know, or you don't want to serve them wholeheartedly, don't waste that person's time because you're gonna end up divorced anyway. You're gonna end up break. You gonna it's gonna end anyway. It's gonna end anyway because you ain't you ain't a full you ain't at the full capacity level of wanting to serve or serving. So you're going to be dismissive because that is a that is a defense mechanism. That is an indication that you still have not dealt with or you still are not mature in those areas where you need to be. Now, how do you deal with a dismissive partner, whether they mean to be dismissive or not? Remember to stay calm and follow a few steps. I'm going to give you a few steps on when you're dealing with a dismissive partner. Because I believe a lot of us are in marriages and in committed relationships that's heading towards marriage. You're dealing with a, a, a dismissive person. And a person that always, they're into either they dismiss it or they avoid, the avoidance. They want to avoid certain things because most of the time the issue has to do with them. And it's not you. It's them. But they want to make they want to they want to deflect. They want to mirror. They want to make it seem like it's you. But in actuality, it is them. And there is room for growth and there is room for improvement in your relationship. But you just got to be willing to accept and know that, that, you know, that that's how you are behaving and functioning. And then you try to, you know, you begin to take the the healthy steps in the courses that you that requires you to be better. So here's a few steps. Always, you know, get get their attention. 
And you got to keep cool because what happens is when you're dealing with a dismissive person, they're always going to be on the defense. They're always going to be in defense mode and they're always going to want to try to immediately gaslight you to shut you down so you won't get into the, the depth of, of, of the issue because most of the time it's them. Most of the time it's, it's, it's a place of insecurity for them. It's a, it's a place of immaturity for them. So they don't want you to see that they're immature. And I find that interesting, even in love relationships, sometimes you don't want to show that you have an immature, you, there's an immaturity in a certain area of the relationship and you think it makes you weak. And in fact, it makes you stronger that you are able to show your partner that you're weak in that area, that you're willing to get stronger in it. You're willing to do the work that you need to, to do so you can be stronger. But society tells you to hide these things. So then those personal defects, those personality defects, when you start hiding stuff, they start popping up as time goes on. They start being start be becoming very revealing. And then it's almost like you 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 with a stranger. Because they're not they, they, they have not revealed these things to you and and and, and this, the dismissive um, communication causes these things to happen. And see, the thing is, when you're dealing with a partner that's dismissive, you got to remember, you just got to stay calm and follow the few steps in order to get their attention. And you got to keep cool. Remember, don't press hard. Your voice needs to stay hurt. You need to stay heard, but not, you know, combative. You can't do that because what dismissive people are ready to fight. Most dismissive, most dismissive people, when you're having a conversation, they're really, they, they, they really, they ready to fight. They would rather, they, they would prefer to fight than to resolve the problem. And most, in most cases, the issue lies within them. But because it makes them look weak. And they think weakness is, 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 you know, weakness is, is, you know, is in, unacceptable for them. And they're losing again, uh, again, in relationships, you, when you when you involve with someone that's dismissive, they'd rather be right. And, and they'll go at any they'll, they'll they'll go to any extreme just to be right. Even if it doesn't, you know, even if it's destroying the relationship, they would rather be right than to be 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 in a loving environment. They just rather be right. And I, I, I must say that being right all the time isn't the answer. Especially when it's two parties. You could be right by yourself. But at you know, at what cost, you know, the costing that you're sacrificing your relationship just to be right. And see, again, most most people that are, are dismissive, they're ready to fight. They're always on the defense. They always approach. They, they're gonna they're gonna be defensive, and what what triggers them is if you start raising your voice and you start, you know, even if you even if you're right in the in the conversation and become passionate and be right, that fuels them to fight. That fuels them not to really take responsibility for their actions. So, in other words, it just it just empowers that behavior that they're doing, being dismissive. 
So don't, 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 don't raise your voice with them. Don't, don't fall into that, that, that pattern of, 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 of losing your cool. Because you feel that, you know, even though you be, you're right, but with a dismissive individual, they always on the defense mode. They ready to fight. You, you got to defuse that. You got to defuse that behavior and let it know that is unacceptable behavior. I don't accept you to do that to me because I don't speak to you that way. I don't I don't I don't interact with you that way. So you don't even have to even come that way with me again. That is baggage from past events. That's baggage from past issues, relationships that you have not fixed, that you have not forgotten. You have not let it go. So that is your approach. Most dismissive people, that's where they come from. Because they made a mantra. They, they made a declaration. I'm never letting nobody do that to me again. I'm never going to do that. And see, you got to, when you come and when you make the decision, encourage to, to embark upon a committed marriage again. For those of you, my listeners that may have been married before and, 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 and gotten divorced, you got you to gotta divorce that, 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 those mantras that you made while you were in pain. Because you're going to bring that same pain and that same frustration in your current situation. And more than likely, the end results, if you don't change that, you're going to be divorced again. You're going to break up again. You're going to be in a drama filled marriage again. And then you and most people that are dismissive, they want to be victims. So they want to they want to get people on their side and, and say, oh, poor him or poor her and not really take responsibility of what they're doing. And not taking accountability of what they're doing and how they're behaving. So we can't you know, when you're dealing with a dismissive person partner, you just got to be mindful. You got to be mindful. You know, and you know, you want to be heard, but don't press hard because that's just going to cause, um, you know, a, a, a fracture in the relationship that's going to cause a breach. It always does. And the dismissive avoidance, you know, people who suffer with dismissive avoidance attachment styles. It's the style of, of communicating. And see, I believe that each, cu- each, each couple, you got to learn and discover the style of communicating that you both have. You got to know the type of communication skills you have, and you got to know the, the, the type of communication skills that your partner have. And then you got to start working it out and being knowing when, how to communicate without, you know, assassinating somebody's character. You know, you know, and see, and that, that's prevalent to a person that's very dismissive and that's self-centered. They'll just, they'll, you know, they'll, you know, they'll make fun of you while you're, while you're in a, in, in a conversation with them, which is not good. It depends on the, it, it, it depends on the severity of the conversation or, or what's being talked about things, matters of the heart. You can't make fun of your partner if they're if they're expressing themselves and you don't get it. That's being dismissive. You you know, you're kind of saying that what they what they feeling, how they feeling don't even deserve your time. Which means you probably you're not in a good place to even be, you know, in a relationship if you dealing with dealing with your partner in that capacity anyway. 
Because quite, I'm quite sure most dismissive people do not like being dismissed. That's why they, it's almost like I'm going to be the one that do it before they get me. See, when you're in a relationship and, and, and doing those kind of things, your relationship is, 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 is in a process. It's failed. It's going to do, it's doomed to fail. That's what I want to say. It's doomed to fail if you say, I'm going to get her before she gets me. If you have that mentality about your relationship, about your marriage, it's doomed to fail. I'm going to get him before he get me because I'm not letting that happen to me ever again. I'm going to get her before she gets me because my last ex did that to me. You, if you go, if you in it for that, you're doomed to fail. It's going to fail. So you gotta dis- you gotta denounce that behavior. You gotta denounce that mantra because it's in your subconscious, it's in your mind, and it's almost like you is lurking around waiting to see if your partner's gonna do something that you don't like, and then you're gonna attach that to that mantra that you made to justify your your, your bad behavior, to justify for not being loving. Because I believe you could be in loving and kind every single day. But you got to choose to do it. You could be loving and kind in, in your situation, even when things are not going too well. That will be the outcome of your relationship if you hit a rough, rough patch. To decide to be loving and kind every day. See, being nice, you can be nice and you can be nice and stop it. Kindness is, is, is a behavior. Being nice is an act. You can act nice to somebody and really don't mean it. Have you ever, have you ever somebody seem like they're acting nice, but as soon as you walk away, they, you know, they saying all kinds of other stuff because that's an act. You can act nice, but really don't mean it. Kindness is a behavior. Kindness is continual. Kindness is ongoing. He's always kind. She's always kind. That's an indication that you with somebody, if they act nice one minute and they act not so nice, that means that's what you got. And again, the objectivity in a relationship, you're serving one another. It's servitude towards one another. Not one person serving and the other one's always receiving. It's servitude on both ends. That's why the masculinity and the femininity components, if you combine them together and everyone stay in their rightful place, as, 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 as people say, stay in your lane, it's great possibilities. But then if you start acting, acting masculine, the woman and the man being feminized, you're going to have a problem. It's, it's out of order. It's chaos. It's always going to be chaos. So that typical attachment style, you know, wants less closeness. When you have a dismissive avoidance, they don't want closeness because when the closer you get to your mate, the more revealing of themselves. And I believe a lot of times when you have a mate that don't want to be close, they have some insecurities and some immaturities about themselves. They don't want to reveal to you because they think if they reveal it, they think you're going to think less of them. They think you're going to not love them. But you should give your partner the opportunity to discover who you really are. 
That's when for better or worse comes in. That's when, you know, that, that aspect of the vows or the commitment that you made to your partner. But you have to be willing to open yourself up so they can connect to you. Because I believe deep down inside, we all both we all know the weak the weaknesses that we have that we don't like about ourselves. So we wrestle with that stuff constantly instead of taking that energy and becoming better. And it's, it's, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing that you can be transparent with one person and they know who you are, but they don't, you know, they still love you unconditionally, unconditionally anyway, as you're working to become better in that area. What I mean is it's OK to have, you know, imperfections and there's certain, it's OK to have weaknesses, but don't just stay weak. Because that's that'll be an excuse. Oh, she know how I am. Uh, uh, you know, I have this, you know, uh, you know, I'm weak in this area. She understand me. No, she should understand you. But she's also expecting you to work on it so you can become stronger. And so you can become mature in that area, which will make you better, which will make you a better servant to her servitude. Just the same thing with her. You with, with with she. If I if I discover something, you know, you're not mature in that area, and you and, and you know, you know, you you're insecure because you don't know, you know, you don't you you quite don't have, you know, a, a formula how to perform this thing. That I'm gonna look at you less. No, it. You know, I should see the transparency and see that see that you are making the effort to be stronger and better in that. Because it's not going to change if you don't, which means you're doomed to fail. You're doomed to fail. And see, in today's society, it's saying these things like people, oh, they just got to accept you the way you are. No, they don't. Nobody got to accept some of the craziness. They don't have to. That is a choice. Hoping that you are, you 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 show me that side of that that weakness and that immaturity that you want you're willing to do the work to be strong and to get past that and it's nothing more liberating and celebratory if I have a weakness and I'm with my with my, my my partner and she sees me getting stronger and I no longer that's no longer a crutch for me I've, I've surpassed that that will make her love me and serve me more seeing that. Oh, he has the ability to work through his problems. Oh, she has the ability to work through that stuff and not stay the same. I got news for you that, that, that that's getting ready to embark in marriage and matrimony and all this other kind of stuff. You just can't stay the same. If you think you're going to I'm this is how I am. He got to accept me. This is how I am. She got to accept me. I got news for you. If you have no room for evolving, you're going you're gonna to be doomed to fail. And quite frankly, life is just too short for you to decide or shut down based on some past events. That's why I know within my heart, I had to, I had to, I had to come to a place where that I, I said, I said, man, I had a, I had a failed relationship, but because I love the idea of, of oneness with a person, I cannot take I can't take those experiences, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and bring them along. And particularly, especially if my partner is not doing any of those things. 
I'm going to fail. It's going it, I'm going to be it's going to fail. It's not going to work. So I have to become vulnerable. I have to open myself up. I have to be courageous enough to say, hey, I'm willing to do it again. Or I should take myself off the market until I'm ready. Unfortunately, a lot of people aren't ready and they're not mature enough to take themselves out of the equation. Yes, will it hurt? Of course, but you'll hurt even more so because you're not totally ready. You're not totally ready to really serve one another. I'm telling you, when it comes to marriage and, you know, people want to say they want to try to rephrase it, name it different things. It's still marriage. I have my partnership with this person for 10 years because you don't have the certificate and all that stuff. It still requires you still serving. It's servitude towards one another. But that kind of servitude, you can stop serving. See when, when the, the, see the the when you got to get the certificate and, and and you know when it's when it's legitimate, you know, you can't stop serving. And I think a lot of us we want to you know we want to kind of you will kind of edit things to you know our our own perceptions because based on what we went through. So I figure, okay, I do this with her and you know, you know, I ain't gotta get her ring. I ain't gotta I ain't gotta I ain't gotta get no paper, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, you you only serving up to a point. Because at some point you can it, it's it's easier to walk away when you don't have the legality. And I feel sorry for a lot of a lot of people, a lot of women Particularly, you giving yourself all into this guy and he ain't never going to give you the legality. The legality comes with all that stuff. So we come up with these crazy terms, wifey. What the heck is that? Wifey and all these kind of we come up with all this stuff because we want to get the benefits of a wife, but we don't want to really make her our wife. We, we want to get the benefits, and now today even women are doing this. Women, well, you want the benefits of this guy, his security and him covering you and protecting you, but you don't want you because you want to jump around and experience different other men. Like, that's going to make you better. I got news for you. The average man don't want to have the idea that you've been with 12 guys. I'm telling you right now. Any man that says that, oh, I like you for your experience, you know, you experience. No, they don't like that. So you can sleep with 50 men if you want to, and you're going to be right by yourself. But you calling that empowerment. We got to we got to we got to define what real true empowerment is for women and men today. Some of this stuff is ridiculous. It it empowers me. I can sleep with 75 guys because that's empowering. No, that's not. That's just you. You a little trick. That's all that is. And you have a lot of immaturities. And a lot of insecurities that won't allow you to be with one person because it's based on some one guy that probably hurt you that you have not addressed that issue. That's why you're doing that. And a lot of in today's society, a lot of women want to do it. We want to call it feminine, you know, feminine power and all this stuff. And a lot of this stuff is not even logical. And a lot of and, and if truth be told, by the by by your biological framework you're not even built to do that stuff but you can go do that for all you want if you want to you'll be worn out and used and 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 will be no good to anyone much less yourself but then you won't walk around with with this like it's a badge of honor 
That's another way of being dismissive, too. So dismissive avoidance, you know, it, you avoid, you avoid, you know, or you preoccupy yourself or you're fearful of attachment. You seek closeness with other, you know, what it does is you, you'll seek closeness with other partners and, and other, with other things as opposed to your partner, which is um, troubling. That's what's going, that's what's running rampant today in, in, in society today. People are in relationships, but they dissatisfied. But and the only reason why you dissatisfied because you decided not to put in the effort in your situation that you're in in front of you, especially if it's repairable. Or if you if you but if you have the unforgiving nature, you probably should move on. You should probably move on. But remember, if you have the unforgiving nature, remember, you're going to reap what you sow. You can call it karma. You can call it whatever it is, whatever you put out. You got to remember that. So you use all that energy and you, you know, you, you know, that sometimes you seek less closeness. You seek less closeness. And, 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 and so that's a that's a way that reinforces that dismissive behavior when you don't like being close. You don't want to be close to nobody. You know, again, so why be in a relationship? Obviously, that's something that you want to do. So that means you got to denounce. You got to turn away. All denounce means is turn away from some of those mantras that you made while you were in pain, while you were suffering, or while you were in a bad relationship, while you was in a bad coupling with the person that you got out of. And now that you decided to be brave and recognize that this is something that you need. And see, we need to stop getting out of this. We need to get out of this thing. I don't need a man. I don't need a woman. Yes, you do. We all do. We need to get out of that. Stop saying these things because these things bring life. These things fortify your direction on the life's journey that you're going to, that you're on because these things that you are saying. It's okay to say these things when you have someone that's willing to do, that's working with you. And, and is willing to do the work. Another thing with, with dismissiveness is the, the emotional invalidation is when a person's thoughts and feelings are rejected, ignored, judged, invalidated is an emotional upsetting thing. It's unsettling when someone, you know, doesn't when your partner doesn't emotionally validate you. That's needed in the relationship. You gotta you gotta validate your partner's emotions. That is just saying that you understand when they feel pain and when they're hurt, that you're with them, that you're sensitive to how they feel. But this invalidation, it disrupts relationship and it creates emotional distance. So that, that's an indication as well. If you have a person that's emotionally distant. They always emotionally distant. They don't want to get close to you. And it's it's an unfortunate thing. You have married couples that have been married for years. They, 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 they have this emotional distance because something that took place early on in the marriage, somebody's hurt. And they never they never reconciled it. They never fixed it. So now you have this emotional distancing in the relationship. So you're never gonna be close. So when what that does, that opens the door for 
Infidelity. That opens the door. You, 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 you preparing yourself when you have emotional distancing, you preparing yourself for, for, for infidelity. And if most couples will pay attention, you can see when your mate is about to go out there and do something. You can see when she's getting ready to do something. You can see when he's doing something. His behavior patterns will change. The way he dressed will change. The way he start carrying himself. She'll start getting dressed up. She'll start going, doing better. She'll start doing, hang out with the girls and all this other kind of cover, cover stories. When you're being dismissive. When you and when, once you get dismissive in your relationship, it's embedded in your relationship. You're gonna be have you're gonna have the emotional distance, distancing. It's gonna always be there. Your partner's gonna be distant from you. They're not gonna invite. They're not gonna invalidate your emotions. Once that starts happening, believe me, your mate is is probably cheating on you, or being, or about, or pre, or preparing to cheat, or to, or, or I don't. The infidelity. Somebody's already lined up. They already lined up. That's on both ends. So it, it has to be a level of responsibility and a level of fairness in your relationship. It has to be. And unfortunately, today, it's a lot of unfairness. It's a lot of myths. And it's, there's a lot of, 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 of pre, predispositions of relationships and how they should be. And I believe if we work with a fair, equal, fair system in relationships, a lot of these things would not be taking place. Particularly with the um, with um, um, dismissiveness and, and, and the emotional invalidation. Do dismissiveness and avoidance feel love? Superficially, people that people that that are dismissive, and they they do this 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 emotional invalidation to their partner. They're very superficial people. This the superficiality of that is you know the, the, the dismissiveness, as opposed to fulfilling that avoidance they think very highly of themselves and they likely to pin the blame for the relationship problems on their partner when they're dismissive they'll be like oh it's you because you do this you that they being dismissive you're not even honoring the, the you're not even honoring the emotional aspect that your partner is 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 trying to you know to 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 share with you you pretty, you pretty much blaming them. This dismissive avoidance. So you have to be careful. They'll pin the blame on you. The troubles of the relationship. The partner is not taking any responsibility in any way of what they're doing. Well, what's going wrong in the courtship? Especially to the extreme from, uh, you know, it, it's almost... When you have a person that's doing that, they're borderline narcissists. Narcissists never take responsibility for anything. They always they, they always say, oh, this is how you know you're dealing with a narcissist. A narcissist always wants credit. A narcissist never takes responsibility. A narcissist always blame everybody else except themselves. 
And the narcissist always thinks highly, more highly of themselves than they really are. That's what a narcissist does. I'm going to say that again. A narcissist never takes responsibility. A narcissist always blames the troubles and everything on everyone else but themselves. And a narcissist always thinks highly of themselves. And when it comes to the terms in a relationship, if you're dealing with a narcissistic person that have the narcissistic tendencies, they'll always blame you for stuff that went wrong in a the relationship. They'll always see something wrong in what you're doing. They'll never take responsibility. And if they do, it's always with some contingency. It's always with, I'll take responsibility, but it was because of what you did. It's always like that. That's when you're dealing with a narcissist. It's, they'll take responsibility, but it always is always predicated on something that you did to cause them to behave the way they did. As if you had a shotgun to their head to make them do that or to make them to be dismissive. That how you feel, they're not even giving you giving it a worth. It's not even worth their time, which is very damaging and hurtful to the esteem when you're in a relationship with someone that you committed to, to the world to your family, and here it is, this person is not even giving your, 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 your feelings, your experience, whatever you're experiencing, the time of day, because it's not important to them, someone that's dismissive. And in and, and most cases, they, you know, they have something to contribute to why you are feeling the way that you're feeling, but they're not going to take responsibility. That's how you know you're dealing with a narcissist. A narcissistic borderline personality disorder. That's how you know. That's why there's this thing of low self-esteem. When you give your esteem to someone else, see yourself. When you have, first of all, you have your own self-esteem that you take care of. But when you when you give your esteem to the one that you love, they have the ability to shift it. So they only can function, you know, these people only can function in toxic, toxic ways with this personality, with this personality disorder, which is which is a mental condition. Or they just could be mean spirited, self-centered, manipulative, egotistical, selfish or or calculating person. See, this is another thing with with dismissiveness. Dismissiveness, it is a it is a mental health issue. It's a mental health condition. It depends on the severity of it. But then you just have some people that are just mean spirited, self centered, manipulative, egotistical, selfish, and calculating people. And some of us are in love with people that's like this. Some of us are married to people that's like this. And then that's when the work comes in. Being able to be transparent, knowing if you have some of these defects, that we begin to work on them and you take responsibility. You take full responsibility of how you are behaving and how you are functioning in your relationship so you won't be dismissive. Now here's some things before I, before I end this today's conversation, how not to be dismissive. You can do it. You got to decide. First of all, you got to stop being self-centered. Remember, even again, when this, 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 this dismissiveness is a mental health condition that a lot of people are suffering with.
That's probably why they have so uh, have it, have so much difficulty connecting with people. And I'm just I'm just talking about the, the the issue when it comes to a relationship and being married. You have some that have this condition, and then you just have some of them that just just plain mean. You gotta stop being mean. You gotta stop being self centered. You gotta stop being so easy, egotistical. Just thinking about your own ego, how it makes you look, which is which which is the thing that can devastate a, a, a union. You only concerned about how you look, and it's supposed to be how we look. You only you only concerned how how your your peers see you, not us. That's a, that's a sign of immaturity. That's a sign of insecurity. And I've been through that. I've been through that kind of. Um, I've been in a, a relationship like that. It's not a good feeling. That or, 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 or only time the person only thinks about their well-being, how it how the outcome looks for them, how they look to their peers. You putting that much emphasis on your peers, your peers ain't even thinking about you. But that's the narcissistic side of you that think that every that everything is revolving around you. Like everything is revolving around you. So that's why. So everything's revolving around you. So you have that egotistical mentality that, you know, so I'm going to be dismissive and I'm not going to, you know, you know, so that, so that's, that's a sad commentary, but however, you can, you could begin to stop being that way. First of all, it requires you got to take responsibility for your actions and your participation in a relationship. You got to be accountable and then you got to open yourself up. Knowing that it's okay because you chose love and love covers the multitude of all these things, these imperfections. Love allows you to serve one another. Love allows you to be open and and, and be vulnerable to one another. Love allows you to do that. Love will. I mean, again, I can't I can't reiterate it. It allows you to be. You know, it allows you to, to, to serve your partner and your partner serve you and, you, you know, take time out to serve others outside of yourself. And then you come back. It'll reinforce your servitude towards your partner. And you won't you will you will off. You will definitely reconsider how, you know, you hear your partner. And how your partner hears you. That That's the whole effect of it. So you won't, you know, have add this destructive behavior that you had perhaps maybe in your past, this will give you an opportunity not to do that again. Because I must say this and I'm going to be done for today, you know, to try to expect something different and you still doing the same behaviors, you're not going to get something different. You're going to get the same thing. So I say this when, in this new, this new venture, this new, this new, Opportunity that you have in your new relationship, forging, you trying to forge something that's going to be solid and something that's going to be healthy. You cannot do the same thing you did when your last relationship. You cannot do it. If you do it, you are doomed to fail. It's just a matter of time. So that means we got to change some of our actions. We got to change some of the things that we've done. 
and how we see things and not get to the place where we're being dismissive with our partners and not giving them an opportunity, not giving, not, not even considering how they feel and what, what, how is this is affecting them, which ultimately will affect you. Unless you in this relationship said, what, whatever he goes through, that's his business. And whatever I go through, that's our business. That's not, the, that, that's not fair. By any means, whoever's doing it in the relationship. So let's come away from dismissiveness and condescending. Again, you can't take the high road and be, act, be condescending about it. There's no, there's no, there's no, um, there's no truthfulness. There's no sincerity in that kind of behavior and, and canceling people out and dismissing people. That's all dismissive is, is, is you canceling people out. That's this culture today. They cancel people out. Because in most cases, the folks that are canceling people out, they're the one with the immaturities and the insecurities that need to be fixed. It's just another way of an egotistical um, behavior to reinforce bad behavior in relationships, bad relationships in society, bad relationships in the world. So I say to you again, thank you for listening and, and, and just... Be good to yourselves and, and, and do the work. Do the work because you have one life. You have one opportunity and make the best of it. One thing, one thing I love about life and opportunity, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you, if you rediscover some things that perhaps in your past that you, 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 you didn't do too well in, you have an opportunity at your own pace. You have an opportunity to make things better. And you can live well today. Live well today. Again, I'm your podcast host, George. Thank you for tuning in. And also, if you have any questions, comments, or any conversational ideas, please email me at gmw0851 at gmail. And in parentheses, live well today. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Until the next time, thanks for listening. Be well.